Okay. Are we on? <laughs> we are on. We are on the air, more or less. Sweet. All right. Uh, since you came up with the name, uh, you start with the introduction. All right. This is our brand new podcast. My name's Adam. I believe. What is your name, sir? Denton. Awesome. And this podcast is Spoilers Welcome, a podcast where we have lots of different topics and things to talk about with movies, and we, being pre-20-year-olds, are definitely excited to share with you the knowledge that we have and the knowledge that we absolutely do not have. So please, spoilers welcome. <laughs> All right, Adam, so uh, with that beautiful intro, um, I think... Uh, this deserves a quick conversation um, since people are going to start to get to know us. They got to know us somehow uh, and our knowledge on film. Uh, True. So the biggest thing any movie buff needs to know about another movie buff is what is your favorite film? Oh, you know, that's a great question, Den, and I appreciate you asking. <laughs> I think my favorite movie you know, of all time. And it went in a... Obviously, this category fluctuates, and I feel like that happens with almost everybody. I think, currently, standing to date, my favorite movie, in terms of I could watch it over and over and over again, which I feel like is the, the definition, is Wayne's World. That... Okay. That's a good one. And I feel like... I feel like with the comedy films, it's always pretty... Um, like, it's hard... In my opinion, it's hard to say that a comedy film is my favorite movie, because I'm such a stickler... And, like, when people tell me their favorite movie is, like, an Adam Sandler movie or whatever, I'm like, for shame. For shame on you. Exactly. But, uh, (laughs) honestly, I'd have to say my favorite film is Wayne's World as well. Nice. Uh, It's so good, isn't it? Yeah. I feel like that movie has, like, shaped my humor and my love and appreciation for film, comedy, and music. Very much so. And the 80s for me, for sure. Yes, yes. The late 80s, early 90s. Um, mm-hmm. heck yeah. Yeah, dude. I would say Wayne's World is probably my favorite movie as well. Party time. Excellent. Yeah, party <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, oh, I should. Give me one second, man. Please continue the intro. Tell them what it's about. I'll be right back. Okay. Um, so we're going to do this. We're going to just do some quick fire topics. Um, you know, each episode uh, that we do in the future will have one designated topic, uh, most likely one designated film. But uh, since you're kind of getting to know us and we're kind of getting the podcast, <laughs> we're kind of getting the podcast uh, format down, um, we're going to be doing like a quick fire uh, topic thing. So Adam has a counter on his phone and we have 11 it. different topics to go over and we are going to go over those 11 topics um, randomly. So, you know what? I Indeed. should probably okay. number these. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and number those. Um, I just stepped out to grab this Wayne's World hat just to show uh, the audience that... Uh, actually, we both have Wayne's World hats. I just happen to have mine on hand. <laughs> it is beautiful. It is beautiful. And I do think Wait, that I? that category shifts around a lot, but um, yeah, I think Wayne's World is just a comedy goldmine. <laughs> I 100% agree, and I feel like it's shaped a lot of pop culture, um, and not a lot of people realize that. So. Yeah, especially starting from a TV show, SNL, going into an entire movie that is just filled with pop culture reference. And it's like, we needed yeah. that, and we got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right. All right. So. You got the numbers? 
Yes, sir. Start the counter. Okay, it's gonna be like three seconds. Ready? Hitting randomize for our first topic. Bing. And the number is five. Five. Okay. Five. Oh man, this is this is a tough one. Favorite okay. movie sequel. Oh, I believe that might have been me that suggested that, and I feel kind of uh, dopey because uh, I don't have a sequel ready like this. I'm going to think about it for just a second. I've heard, and I haven't seen this yet, which is why this show is called Spoilers Welcome. I feel bad that I haven't seen the sequel to The Godfather. I've heard it was like the best sequel in existence or something, and so Dude. I'm super excited to get to know that one. <laughs> You kind of stole that from my brain because I thought the same thing when you said favorite sequels. And to me, Godfather is probably in my top 10. Um, such a beautiful and well-crafted movie. But I heard the second one is probably one of the best movie sequels ever because it keeps the same consistency and pace mm -hmm. that the first one has, uh, mm -hmm. but almost better. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to. <laughs> so definitely, yeah. because the spirit of the show, let me know if there's something super epic that I should be motivated to see in that film. <laughs> but let me think. So first of all, i got to ask, do you have one ready to go? Because I am. <laughs> I love this topic, but I've, I've been... I've been I don't think I do, dude. Trying like I'm, I'm trying to think. think. I feel like uh, I do I'll, have one. Hmm. My first favorite sequel... Oh, actually, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to go with this one right now. Jaws 2. Okay, why? Because Jaws 1 had the beginning of this amazingly horrifying shark, the classic soundtrack, the classic everything building up to it, and then yeah. you have Jaws 2, which is in your face, in the city, at SeaWorld, going into that place. It's is that That's the right one, I believe, right? SeaWorld I don't thing. know if that's um, Jaws 2. I, I don't think I've seen Jaws 2. Okay. I or maybe I have. Is that the one where they explode the shark at the end of it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> oh, wait. Yeah, I've seen Jaws 2 then. Okay. Yeah. But it's not. I don't, think, I don't think it's at SeaWorld. Okay. Then I could be, I could be mistaken. But that was like one of my, one of my first ones. So that, it's been a while. One of the Jaws sequels. One. one of the Jaws sequels is pretty good. There, dude, that's, honestly, that's my next goal is to watch as many of those as possible. <laughs> Wait, uh, that's my goal to own those actually yeah no it's just oh, okay. it's just uh it's in the same town in amity and it's just oh, okay kind of the same yeah. like uh plot but more carnage i guess got it okay that was my bad but i do love that sea world one because it's so gruesome and gory and it scarred me as a kid and i love that i love that when movies do that to me <laughs> okay so my real answer going forward um i gotta say shrek 2 because, <laughs> dude, <laughs> because it's not bad, right? If you think that's about actually it. a good answer. Because Shrek Two, uh, please don't, uh, you know, crucify me. But it's probably <laughs> better than the first one. You know, there was some people that would agree with you. Um, I I think they're equal. I think the first and second. Okay. The first one had such raw material to it that it was just like the soundtrack, the the Shrek, you know, donkey, like all these different the people. Shrek, the Shrek. <laughs> Going into the second one, you have the fairy godmother, the evil prince, like Fiona and their relationship building, like all these characters fighting with him. I think it was just golden. Like it had so many references and such funny, but the world expanded and the, the plot was still just as as crazy. What, what, what about yours? Uh, okay, so do movies that are like, that are, what's the word? 
that they're not like directly connected, but they are connected. Do those count? I'm going to count it because okay. I know exactly what you're talking about. Universe compared to universe, but in different movies. Yes. Not, not, not even the same series. No, no, it's the same series. Okay. Then it's the same series, but different, like kind of almost completely different, like plots. Okay. You're thinking of the exact opposite of what I'm thinking, but I, yeah. I know where you're at now. Um, I'm going to say 10 Cloverfield Lane. I haven't seen that. <laughs> Are you serious? Dude, okay. So the first, have you seen the first Cloverfield? No. <laughs> okay. Dang. Well, the first Cloverfield yeah, movie is like a found footage, like Godzilla monster movie, right? And um, the second one is a, a thriller that is like, it's not found footage. It's like, you know, very coordinated in cinematography. And um, it has uh, John Goodman. Um, I knew he was in there. And yeah, yeah. And then also, I, fr- I don't remember her name, but she plays Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim. Um, I know who you're talking about, yeah. And she's in a few other things. She's also in Sky High. <laughs> oh, really? As what? Who? The, bad, the bad chick. The <laughs> Yeah. No the, way. That's the villain. Awesome. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but she, uh, she gets, like, kidnapped, and he is, like, a conspiracy theorist guy, kind of, but turns out that a lot of his word is true but it's like it's very loosely connected to the first cloverfield but the way that the cloverfield like trilogy works is it's all like different events that connect to each other um but i think they're all in different like universes or different like timelines or whatever okay so it's like i don't know i'm excited to see where the series goes but cloverfield paradox didn't really uh, do that well um, when it came to fan fan rating. So okay. I hope they continue the series, but I'm yeah, not sure. That, that sounds like an interesting one that like they could flesh out a little more to make it like even more, even better. Even though that yeah. was um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is the Ma- yeah that's right yeah yes cool yeah that's she's she's a great actress too. Show. That's the other thing about this show that I love is the fact that. We not only get to talk about movies, but also the people in them and the directors in them yes. and the composers for them. And it's like, it's just fun. So. Yes. Heck yeah, right. dude. I'm, exci- I'm excited. This is already a, a good start. Cool. So mine was Shrek 2 and yours was, <laughs> and yours was Cloverfield the Cloverfield. Lane. Okay, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I will get the number generator back up and running. All right. Are you ready for the next one? I am ready. Number eight. Okay, unpopular movies that we do not like. Oh, roast time. <laughs> okay, so so there are a lot of popular movies that people don't like, um, but there are also a lot of movies that didn't do very well that people just don't like either. <laughs> now, could, could you explain what the definition of not popular is? Because I already know what don't like means. <laughs> I just, uh, what is I would say prop- not popular? I would probably say like uh, movies that didn't do very well in the box office okay. or movies that not a lot of people um, liked. Okay. But you're uh, still including box office movies, right? Yeah. But like, I, I, uh, sure. I can't think of a good example right now. Like, um, let's see. I feel like they're like, for example, <sighs> never mind. I can't think of it. <laughs> I can't I think, think of a movie. I can think of one. What? Um, well, 
I think, I don't know, I feel like you and me have like a connection of it, knowing exactly where this question would lead up to the worst possible like movie as of recent, at least for me. Okay. The Emoji Movie. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, yeah. I mean, that was pretty hated amongst uh, everybody, so, except for so like three-year-olds. Yep. Uh, that didn't understand it. I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to talk about that movie for sure. Yeah. I didn't see it uh, on purpose. I did on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> then you're, I, the, you're the expert. Please explain. Okay. Um, I think the, so I feel like the movie could have been good, honestly. Um, but I think the biggest problem with it was uh, using such a cheap marketing uh, scheme. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. using emojis that everybody knows what an emoji is, right? But it just felt it just felt so um, geared towards being a, like a, a a product movie almost. So, mm-hmm. because I think it was a Sony a Sony film, yeah, it's yeah. Sony Animations. And so, you know, the whole time it was based on a Sony phone and there were like games and apps and stuff that they travel through. And it's, it almost kind of had the, uh, like the heart or it was trying, it was kind of going for like what movies like Ralph breaks the internet. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. But Ralph breaks the internet is actually good. I don't know if you've seen it. Um, Uh, not yet, but I'm, I, I do agree that it is a good movie from what I've, from what I've seen of it. But rather than... What Ralph Breaks the Internet did that the Emoji Movie didn't do is it didn't focus on, like, product placement. You know what I mean? Like, there was product placement, but it had them... It it felt organic, and it didn't feel forced, whereas Mm -hmm. the Emoji Movie felt forced, and the message... The message is what felt forced, because he was, like, this meh emoji, (laughs) and... He like didn't fit in, and he he didn't want to be a met emoji. So it was almost kind of like a coming out story, in yeah. a way, is what it felt like. But it felt so forced and so like ungenuine that, and also uh, Sir Ian McKellen as wait was, no no Patrick Stewart Sir Patrick Stewart, really? uh, as the poop emoji, made me want to uh, jump off of a bridge. Got it now. Uh... <laughs> you think that was because they forced him to do it or was that because he just didn't want him to be the emoji no you know it you know it was a money thing they're like oh hey uh sir patrick stewart we'll pay you a million dollars to voice a poop emoji for two seconds i'm in <laughs> like i've done worse things before <laughs> <laughs> yeah for real <laughs> that reminds me have you seen the clip of the movie he's in Oh, he has a gun and he's shooting at gophers in the... Yeah. <laughs> that's, oh, it's so loud. Sorry. <laughs> that's instantly what I think of. Yeah. He's like, stop eating my petunias. <laughs> <laughs> Have you yeah. seen the meme where it's like, hi, good. Where do you want to come out and play? And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've like, yeah, seen that one. <laughs> I love that one. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> but that is that your answer for uh, unpopular movies that we do not like? Yes. Um... Well, and based on the fact that you've never seen it, why is it that you don't like it? Well, this is a common theme with me. Uh, I've never seen all of Star Trek, which is uh, foundational to a nerd nerd's mind. But when it comes to the reason why I didn't watch it was because as a kid, I always thought Star Wars came before in, you know, like in the 70s or whatever. But Star Trek was created before Star Wars. And so I, as a kid, I had like a bitter 
like, oh, I'm not going to watch that because it it's, like, older than my treasured movie. So I was like, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. Anything that's better, I don't like. So the reason why this movie came out, um, <laughs> that same thing where I was like, I saw it, I didn't like it, and on purpose, um, kind of like the Ghostbusters with uh, <clears throat> all female version, um, that new Ghostbusters movie, I didn't see it because I was like, I'm trying to make a statement to myself. I was like, I don't want to watch this because you thought it was bad. So it's just that stick it to yourself kind of thing. Oh, okay. So the reason you didn't see it is because you knew, like, you knew that it was going to be bad regardless of if you watched it or not. Yeah. It's like one of those things where you just stand there and go, no. <laughs> it's one of those movies, though, that I feel like really did have potential, but they just, they tried to, it just felt so, it just felt like a giant product placement. Mm. So, Dang. and I didn't like yeah, that because it didn't feel genuine. It, it just felt like a cash grab. And it was, it was a cash grab. There was no yeah, heart behind it. Not in the box office. <laughs> it did really I don't, bad. Did it do good in the box office? No, it no? did not. Let me, let me search. This Probably out. for that reason things. alone. Yeah. Um, We're looking this up right now. <laughs> yeah, we are. This is, this is all like off the top of our heads. Mm. So the movie itself. Uh, I wonder the budget, the production budget was fifty million dollars. Oh, they actually made a good profit then. They <laughs> didn't. It. Yeah, they didn't do bad. Dang it! They I thought they. I, when it came out though, the the weekend, uh, the weekend box office only made thirteen million, the first weekend. Oh, I didn't know that. But yeah, it gro- it ended like, up grossing more than it than it was worth. Dang! It, probably just because everybody was like, "Oh, it's one of those movies that you just gotta watch." Or and I don't know. I, still... I, wa- <laughs> I I watched it on Netflix when it already came out, but I mean, I, I still supported the movie, so oof. You're just supporting Netflix. You're just giving them watch time. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like that. Makes you feel better. Okay. Okay, next category. Next category. Oh, by the way, it's only 10, 10 categories. I miscounted. Okay, well, I put in 12, so if we have... If we get 11 or 12, we can just, like, redo it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the category number is... Throw roll, please. 10. Ooh, okay. The next three movies that you want to watch and why. Okay, I actually already have this one set up. Uh, okay, because... so you answer first. Okay, well, this is... I'm going to throw this in there. This is not part of the answers, but this is a podcast, so we can do whatever we want. I just Heck recently yeah. watched One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Really, mm. really exemplary movie. The cast, you would not believe, Denton, is incredibly small. Incredibly okay. small. For it, it, It's adapted from a play, so this kind of also goes with the, the other topic we have, which we'll get to in a little bit, um, about it being adapted from like literature and books and stuff into a movie. Oh, okay. Version. Um, I don't know if that one's my total favorite yet, because I'm still processing the movie. I just recently watched it. But that was in the top 100 list of movies ever made. It's very, very good. I absolutely love the performance. So I think the next three movies I'm going to watch is, uh, one, it's going to be another one from that top 100 list, and that movie is Clockwork Orange. I haven't seen it, and I need to watch it. So I'm going to watch Clockwork Orange. The next, uh, because this is just for personal preference, I'm going to watch Monty Python and <laughs> the Holy Grail because out of comedy movies, like that is, I think, one of the most brilliant movies. It makes me laugh every time, no matter what. It's always so, one of those movies you need like a refresher on because like 
Exactly. You know, you know all like the classic like good bits, but there are so many parts within that movie that are so like you like they they're not forgettable. Right but yeah, they go over your head. Like a lot of the political jokes in that movie kill me every time. I know you brought that up to me because I was I had not seen it till you showed it to me. And it, was, it was gold. It was absolutely yeah, gold. When they're going so, over like the structure of a kingdom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh. oh, wait, what was the line again? He's like, he's like, he's like, why are they doing putting people with ladies and alike with swords in charge of the government or whatever? Yeah. That's so funny. It's something like that. It's been a while since I watched it. I know. Oh, so good. Uh, let me think. What is? And then if I had a last one to put on there, um. Oh, give, give me a second. I have to pull up my movie list because I have, I have one that's from the top 100. One of them is a movie that I'm, that I love and I just want to watch because, the next one that I want to watch, is actually Doctor Sleep. I was gonna. I I I'm not. That's not on my list. But I was gonna say that because, I was thinking of uh, Stephen King for some reason. Nice. I heard that's a really good movie too. It's it's a sequel to The Shining. The Shining. Yeah. And, and th- by the way, this is a little sub-note. That's what I thought you were talking about a second ago when you said same universe, different stories, or s- different series. But that's what I was getting from that. Oh, Doctor no, no, Sleep no. is a sequel well, no. to The Shining. It, but that is technically a direct sequel because it's about his son, Danny. Oh, yeah. That's true. But I, I mean, like, um, but that's not from the same movie line like the directors did not say we're gonna make this after the shining this wasn't until you oh you're you're saying like a sequel that wasn't directed by the same or that wasn't produced by like the same people yeah like this this was a movie idea that was made way after to to continue the story but it was not an idea at the time well because dr sleep didn't come out until like the mid-2000s i think the book itself so yeah very cool, very cool. But that, those are my three. What about yours? I'm going to add Dr. Sleep to my list because I was going to say that, but then I came up with some other ones. So nice. first one, so I recently watched um, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, really? And yes, it's, it is a movie, bro. It is a movie. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> uh, That's, so, That's so cool. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, fantastic director, uh, you know, directed... Um, the Shining, um, mm-hmm. also directed uh, A Clockwork Orange. So I, I would say that after watching that, know. yeah, after watching that, I would say that uh, I want to know, I kind of want to know more about him as a director. Like, because I've seen two of his styles, which one is like very, like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like avant-garde. Like it's very like, uh, you know, like pretentious almost. Okay, I see what you mean. Um, but in a good way, not in like a douchey way. Okay. Um, and then uh, a sh- The Shining was an, a- an adaptation of a novel. Um, and it was, it was a good adaptation. I haven't read The Shining, but I don't think it's super true to the novel itself. Okay. Um, I know Stephen King hated it. <laughs> really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he hated it. Um, but it's... It's a good horror film. Very, uh, very good thriller. He does a very good job at building tension. Um, yeah, and that's but, what I absolutely hate in a good way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Um, but I would say probably the movie that is talked about the most when you talk about Stanley Kubrick is 2001 A Space Odyssey. Oh. Um, 
being so ahead of its time in cinematography and quality. And uh, I heard the direction is just phenomenal. The story itself is beautiful. Uh, so 2001 A Space Odyssey is probably my number one on my list. Um, nice. Number two is a movie called Cannibal Holocaust. Um, Cannibal Holocaust. Yes. A very, very um, a con- controversial film from the, I want to say late 70s or early 80s. Um, it's kind of one of the first films to do found footage, but, uh, people hated it because, um, they killed actual animals, uh, for like the blood and stuff. So they used real, like real animal blood and, you know, vegetarians had a field day with that production. Uh, but it's also like a pretty disturbing film, uh, and I want to watch it because I'm a horror movie fan, and I think that it's something I need to add to my arsenal. And then I agree with you, dude. the third and final one would be one that you have recommended to me already and even mentioned it. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Nice, nice. So yeah. we got that team through it because mine's Clockwork Orange. You saw it, and then, or you yep. saw it, and then mine's yep. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I think you're seeing it. Yeah, um, and I think it's one of those movies that uh, I think it's super important uh, because... It's a, it's because it's a psychological thriller, isn't it? Uh, psycho- it's a little bit psychological. I would say it's more psychological than thriller. Okay. It was a so it's not like. Play. Okay. So this oh. is like the yeah the whole story is like around the the mental the mental asylum or it's it's like an asylum it's like a. It's like a rehab for you know people that just want to volunteer to stay if they're if they're mentally unstable, right? So it's like a home for the mentally unstable. But okay. this guy comes in, uh, played by Jack Nicholson, and he is just he's wreaking havoc, and that's what it's about. So it, okay. it, the tension is definitely there, but I wouldn't say it's a thriller. Okay. All right. But it's re- it's really real, which is awesome about it, which is why it's okay. so in it's in the top one hundred movies, and there's a reason for it. Okay, yeah, I'll have to check that one out. I'm ex- I'm excited because they they even uh, made a new show about the nurse, Nurse Ratchet. Yeah, um, I remember and you pe- telling me about that. Yeah, like a lot of people are like, you know, watching it because it has like one of the main actresses from American Horror Story. Um, oh, yeah, and everybody's like, oh my gosh! So it's kind of become. I feel like it's kind of become more mainstream, but I don't think people are watching the movie before mm-hmm. watching the show. So I feel like it kind of takes away, like, the emphasis of the show. Yeah, I can see that. It's like one of those, like, mainstream, like, it's popular because everybody else is watching it. Yeah, that makes sense. Kind of like when they did, uh, what was that one? Bates. Like, not a lot of people. Yeah, Bates Motel. Yeah, Bates Motel. I don't think anybody, like, anybody who watches that show, I doubt has seen Psycho. I doubt it. Which Which is is unfortunate. Such a good show, dude. So unfortunate. Speaking of that, on a... Or a movie, uh, I meant. Rabbit Trail... I need to watch the rest of Alfred Hitchcock's series, like The Birds and uh, Dude, a couple other movies. There are so many movies that I need to watch by him because that man knew how to direct a movie. He was a jerk, an awful person, but a fantastic director. <laughs> Dude, one of my um, colleagues, the, a couple of weeks ago when we were doing a, a music video for their band, he had no distinction of 
film that much, right? And he was like, wow, you know, you remind me of Alfred Hitchcock if you were bald, fat, and short. <laughs> I said, I said, so not at all. He goes, yeah. Well, was, was that his was way that of calling you a jerk when you're directing? <laughs> Do you mentally torture your actors, Adam? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Secretly. You'll never know. Never catch me. <laughs> Alrighty. Time to move on okay. to the next topic? Yes, indeed. Most excited. Most excited. This is fun. I am enjoying this very much. Me too. Alright. Ding number two. Ooh, my... Number two. One of my favorite topics. Okay. Huh? I said I keep hitting the microphone with my hat. <laughs> Are you good? Okay. Favorite musical biopic. Oh, okay. I have so real quick, to define what I mean by a musical biopic, Mm -hmm. I mean a movie that is obviously uh, like a movie, not a documentary, but a movie that just so happens to be about the life of a of a band or a uh, artist. So Mm -hmm. a couple of Mm -hmm. popular ones right now would be Rocket Man and uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm-hmm. Which uh, happened to be the only two that I've ever seen, which is unfortunate. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to be comparing those real quick, uh, and Dan okay. can probably take it away with his vast knowledge of the subject. Uh, vast knowledge is an, is another way of saying uh, he has one more movie under his belt than I do, so I have a very limited knowledge as well. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, with, with the movies you just brought up, Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocket Man, I believe we've both seen Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, we have we saw it together, <laughs> but I believe comparing those two, uh, even though, give me a second, even though Bohemian Rhapsody or Rocket Man was trying to do a kind of like a coming out story, like this is what my life was about because of, yeah. um, because of, what do you want to call it, Elton John when he was like alive, and he wanted he is to, alive. He is alive. That's what I'm saying. So like he created the movie <laughs> as like a coming out kind of like this is what I've done. And oh. I did it, and this is, like, my life. I'm not... It's kind of like one of those things where it's like, I'm not sorry for it. It happened. Look at me now. I'm still kicking kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and compared to that, I loved the idea of how it was, like, a cool little in-life musical thing mm-hmm. going into it. But I do think Bohemian Rhapsody was my favorite because of the attention to the that last performance was really, really cool. Oh, the um, Rite Aid? Yeah. Live Aid. Yeah. Is, and uh, or Live Aid. Malik. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, I said Rite Rob, Aid. Isn't that like a drink or something? Rite Aid? I don't or know. Like a Band Aid. Band Aid? Oh, that's the brand for Band Aid or something, or like the knockoff brand or something. Rite Aid <laughs> is is something. It's like a medical brand, I think. I'm curious yeah. now. <laughs> he's li- while he's looking that up, I think the last performance for Bohemian Rhapsody was so impactful because it was not only shot for shot, um, action for action. Rami Malek did a beautiful job as mm-hmm. Freddie Mercury and the other bandmates looked exactly like the bandmates, which is what yes. I appreciated so very much. Uh, even though the movie did not have a lot of attention to factual details, like when he yeah. gave the notice that he had AIDS and when, you know. That's right. That was all when, wrong. Yeah. When, and even the drummer became the first one to go solo. It wasn't It wasn't Mercury. It wasn't all that oh, drama I didn't of know him that. being first. Yeah, the drummer was the first one to leave and do solo. So it's so, like... Wasn't it that he did Live Aid before he found out he had AIDS? Years before. Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a couple of years before, but it was. Um, but yeah, they so made it seem that he had AIDS during the Live Aid performance, which is not true yeah. at all. To Hollywood it up, which is like, yeah. I guess, to create for people. I don't that understand don't know. that though. Did it really make that much of a difference? I don't feel like it did. Wouldn't it have been? Um, well, I, I guess I see why, because like the Live Aid makes it more of like a final hurrah, like a final yeah. like, oh, we did it, even though I have AIDS. Um, yeah, yeah. Which but is, I feel I, like. I feel like it would have been kind of cool to see, you know, like this performance was amazing. He did super good. And then it'd be, it'd be probably much more depressing, but then he finds out that he has it. Yeah. Or like even in the end credits when it's like, it has the words that come up about the band and what they did afterward. You could have ended the performance by saying, and two years after Freddie Mercury received the news that he had AIDS and continued to live his life with his best friend and then died peacefully or whatever. Okay. I guess in that aspect of the movie, I, I guess I do like that they did that because I feel like movies that do the whole like text at the end, it just feels so like, just you know, like oh we didn't have an ending. <laughs> yeah, Boom, right. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I feel like they do that a lot with real, real things like too real for them to put on screen and be like we didn't really know how to come up with the plot for this. <laughs> yeah, so so maybe it was good that they, that they did that. Um, I mean, and it still brought awareness to AIDS itself. And yeah. to the fact that he had it and how him and his band members were coping with it. Yeah. So, yeah. and did shows, you know, and it, oh, sorry, go ahead. Did you know that the end of the movie was supposed to be about the band members and how they lived their lives w- moving on from Freddie Mercury? And unfortunately, Hollywood was like, um, no, the attention is on Mercury. <laughs> and they were like, oh, uh, okay. That makes me sad because, like, I love, I love the other band members and it feels like they had so much to say, but. Me too. Because. Freddie Mercury is is unfortunately gone. Um, they have to like hype it up about him. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, the okay moving just before I finish with this side and they go to your side about yeah. which one you had. The my favorite scene in the whole movie was when before they did Live Aid and punched out the whole thing. It was Queen. Everybody. It, I don't know if this is true or not, but like everybody on the music panel, the terminal, had their volume set to the same level, and it said do not move like do like the knob is here do not go above this level and the guy moved the sticker cranked queens all the way up and yeah. put the sticker back on that says do not move and it means that you don't take it down and then queen just went out there and was like oh and it was just like oh it yeah so it good. like filled the whole stadium and everything yeah uh, yeah that's a good so, scene so good okay that's mine <laughs> um that's a good answer though uh that was a really good movie Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, like you said, um, it does suck that Hollywood kind of had to play around with, with it too much. Um, mm-hmm. but mine, my, my favorite would be, and it's a little biased. I wouldn't say it's because of the movie, but because of my, uh, my love and affinity for this band, the Motley Crue biopic, the dirt, um, mm-hmm. I so, this, but... dude, it is so <laughs> good. It is such a good movie and it is so true to the spirit of Motley Crue. Um, because Motley Crue was known as like the bad boys of the metal industry in the eighties. I mean, you had Ozzy, you know, the Prince of Darkness and Ozzy did a bunch of crazy stuff. Like he bit the head off of a live bat and a lot of people were like, Oh, but Motley Crue almost did more crazy stuff than he did. Uh, in my opinion, I, well, I would say, I don't know. It's pretty equal, but they, they did a lot. They did a lot of crazy stuff. Um, yeah. And so the movie shows kind of like. Nikki Six's upbringing, um, and like how he had a really shitty childhood, um, and how like uh, 
you know, his mother paid more attention to her boyfriends uh, than him. And he tried to get out uh, by like framing her for abusing him. (laughs) And that actually happened. Um, Wow. And uh, you know how like his, like he was always so caught up in wanting to meet his father, but his father paid no attention to him. So then he was like, he kind of dropped, dropped his, you know, uh, longing, you know, for, for meeting his father and then focused that on music. Um, and, but it shows, it kind of shows very roughly how they, how the band meets and, uh, uh, and then it kind of goes into their fame and then their addiction, mostly Nikki sixes. Cause Nikki, Nikki was the one that really got hit by addiction harder than the rest. Um, I mean, they all, they all had their problems. Uh, Tommy Lee did as well. Uh, and it kind of shows that, but it really focused on Nikki and his heroin addiction. Um, Hmm. and a lot of the stuff that they show in the movie was pretty close to what actually happened because I read the, the book, the heroin diaries. Mm-hmm. And it talked about how, uh, like he would lock himself in his closet and he would do heroin and then like, just go crazy, go into psychosis and then Whoa. become paranoid that there were people outside of his house, people trying to arrest him or hurt him. And so he would sit in his closet with a gun posted up against the door. Wow. I did not <laughs> yeah. know that. Yeah, but they show they show uh, some scenes of him like going through going through that, thinking he's going insane. Um, and then, you know, but it follows. I feel like every biopic follows a very similar format: the rise, the fall, the re, the resurrection. Um, every every band has their own Jesus story. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. But it also touched up on how they tried to become sober, fell off the wagon a little bit, got back to being sober. Um, but it, it, it's a, it's a great movie. Uh, it re like I said, it really touches that, like that wildness of Motley Crue. It shows all of the crazy things they did, um, how reckless they were, how they, they just didn't care. They always wanted to party. Um, <laughs> so, uh, it was really fun, but one thing I would say about the movie that I do love is it makes you feel dirty almost like, yeah, when you watch it, you're almost in the mindset of like this rock and roll star that is having sex with a bunch of different women every night, Mm -hmm. you know, drinking and doing drugs and partying and, you know, wait, like you're just washed up all the time. And, (laughs) and so Honestly, every time I watch that movie, I feel like I need to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh my gosh, dude. Just from you explaining this movie, uh, I feel that I appreciate it so much more because of the fact that they didn't do what they did with Bohemian Rhapsody, which is where they didn't pull any punches. Like they, Yeah, oh they yeah. Didn't, yeah, and I appreciate that a lot because if it's going to be truth, people appreciate the truth no matter how raw it is. Because if there's a, especially if there's, a, you, you called it a resurrection story, then mm-hmm. there's going to be an end that people can be somewhat closure with. So it almost doesn't matter how truthful it is as long as it's, you know, if it's yeah, yeah not tampered with, right? Then it'll mm-hmm. come out on the end because that's what really happened, right? Yeah. So, and that's the thing yeah. I love so much about that movie is, like, it really doesn't hide how bad they were. Like, um, it shows, you know, they slept with other people's girlfriends, uh, Tommy Lee hits a woman, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't try to make them look like good guys. It, it shows them for who they really were, um, mm-hmm. at the time. Um, and you know, luckily a couple of those guys are way better people now, mostly Nikki. He has 
turned his life around a lot, but that's good. Uh, I think I think that movie was fantastic. Uh, it definitely changed the format of the biopic genre. Yeah. And the biggest way was like they kind of hit they broke the fourth wall a lot. Oh really? And I loved that though. Yeah, it was like them that's telling awesome. their side of the story. Yeah. They're like, here, let me let you in on this, and you're like, oh, exactly, snap. exactly. So like, uh, Nikki. He was talking about uh, how dysfunctional his family life was. And then Tommy Lee had a pretty good family life. And he was like, wow, that's total dysfunction junction. Come follow me and see how cool my life was. And yeah. <laughs> That is honestly really cool, dude. Yeah, it's a, I, lo- I loved that. And it kind of changed up the format a little bit. Kind of like how Rocketman did the musical. Try to change, mm-hmm. the, try to change the format. Yeah, so instead so. of the fourth wall break, it's like they did a musical. It's like every, uh, what do you want to call it? Yeah, honestly, dude, that's a good topic or like a good uh, subtopic because of the fact that every one of these movies chose a special thing. Bohemian mm-hmm. Rhapsodies was the shot-for-shot Live Aid. That was their big thing. For Rocket Man, it was an in-life musical, and for yeah. the Dirt, it was the fourth wall break and the tr- and the realness. And like, like the goo- like it shows you, you know, when you see that like the fourth wall breaking and everything, you also get to see kind of what their personalities are like, you know. Nice. Uh, and awesome. I think I think that's kind of why they did that is it shows, you know, like, this is me telling you my life story, not just some director and some actor. That's cool. I like that. Awesome. You can, that's sick. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's a great movie. I would definitely recommend it. Cool. I'm, you know what? I'm going to have to push that up. I think I'm going to have to watch uh, that one first. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like I said, though, it's super grimy, super uncomfortable, but super good. You know, I'll take your advice. I'll get the shower ready. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Be ready with the bottle of soap and everything. Uh, <laughs> I just want to remind you, we're at uh, the forty-one minute mark. Forty-one minute. Okay. Uh, actually, so, Zoom. Unfortunately, because we are this is our first podcast take, and we are using Zoom just to test out the mostly the audio for our mm-hmm. um, our softwares that we're using in our microphones. But Zoom will cut us off at about forty-five minutes. Um, okay. That's just what they do. So, I think... But our audio will still be recording. (laughs) Yeah, our audio will still be recording. So, I think we can just... If Zoom kicks us off, um, we're just going to keep recording audio until we hit, like, maybe one more topic, and then we're done? Or do you... That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I I would say one more topic from this point on. Cool. Uh, Then, let's go ahead and randomize it. And if Zoom kicks us off, then we'll we'll just, you know... I think it just did. Oh, no, it didn't. No, not Never mind. Disregard. All right, disregard. Randomizing in three, two, one. Did we already do eight? I feel like we did eight. Yeah, we did. Okay, so doing it again. Ready? Drum roll. <laughs> Slap bass. <laughs> <laughs> Number six. Number six. Popular um, films that we do not like. Popular films that we do not like. Yeah, okay. and my my uh, answer is super uh, uh, controversial. Then I already know it is. Then you got to go first, my friend, because I um, actually my headphones are about to die. So give me give me a second while you're setting that up. Let me go get my let me go get my stuff real quick. Okay. Do Do you want me okay. to wait? Give me. Uh, actually, my head my headphones might die here in a second, but if it does, we'll just continue on with the different audio. So it'll be okay. Okay, we can we can wait because I I like the banter. Okay, that's cool. Then give me a second and I will 
I can't hear you if I do this, so give me a second. That's fine. <laughs> just, just go. I'm gonna leave. Goodbye. <laughs> I was gonna start doing like, just saying random stuff. <laughs> That's okay. All right. Uh, hey, I can't hear yo, you. this is Denton left. on the mic, and we talking about movies all night. We are fans of stuff. La 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 la. la. Oh, yeah. My boy officially part of the PC game. Adam, Adam, can you hear me? Can you hear me, brother? Can you hear me? Oh, no. And we're back. We're back. Can you hear me? I can certainly hear you. Okay, so Rite Aid is a pharmaceutical company. <laughs> right aid dude oh we should get sponsorship from right aid man right aid hey look at us bro <laughs> look at us right aid for all of your pharmaceutical needs all your pharma including bunion cream bunion cream bunion cream <laughs> all right so uh Yo. hold on sorry <laughs> okay, we should be we should be okay my headphones are charging as we speak but these headphones, by the way, have been active uh, nonstop for like 10 days, and they still haven't died. So the fact that they're coming down to their last level now is very impressive. <laughs> that is so, pretty cool. Yeah. So um, where were we? So popular films that we do not like. Popular films that we do not like. All right, cool. Um, let me see. Oh, you have one first. You, you were so yeah. excited. Yeah. Okay. I'll think of one. One of the highest grossing films of all time, <laughs> Avatar. I know. Oh, really? I don't know why. I just feel like it is so overhyped. Really? But maybe maybe it was also because I saw it a long time ago, and I was just bored the whole time. What, but, you're joking me, really? Yeah. Dude, I'm I totally need, joking. I don't, I don't like that movie either. <laughs> really? I might have to yeah. rewatch it, but like, because everyone's like, it's so good. It's so amazing, and I'm just like, eh. no, I'm with it's you. A, it's I was, I was people, just seeing I how far. I was just seeing how far you could go before it was like, well, I guess maybe not. <laughs> no, no, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, me either. And like, yeah. I will say the world building was really cool, and mm -hmm. like, I won't, I won't trash it for what it is. It is a beautiful mm -hmm. film. It is a beautiful looking film. 
Um, but I just it doesn't entertain me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, and well, maybe. Yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. I was just gonna yeah, say maybe yeah. it's because of the the fact of how overhyped it was. Yeah. Just like well, you mentioned Avatar, the the blue people, and everyone's like, "Oh, it's such a good movie. I love that it movie just, so much." It fills all the right holes. <laughs> yeah, You're it's like, like, dude, I don't want to watch two blue people have hair sex. Like, what is that? Ew. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> like the director, I thought the director was good. James Cameron. Like, I mean, I mean James Cameron. Uh, <sighs> I don't. I, it may not. It may just be because I don't like James Cameron movies. I don't like Titanic either. You don't like Alita. That's not James Cameron. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Dude, that's uh, that's the guy who directed Spy Kids. What? Danny Alita? Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh. I swear. Wait. No, you're joking. Yes, well, then, it's well, then... Danny Rodriguez that directed it. Okay. Or well, Robert then, Rodriguez. Um... Yeah, it was. But James Cameron, he was a a producer. Yeah, he's that's what it was. Okay, because I knew he bought the rights for it, and I was like, oh no, yeah, no, uh, Robert Rodriguez, the guy that directed Spy Kids, and you can definitely feel it in that movie too. Yeah, a little bit. Okay, sorry, that's a topic <laughs> for another time. Yeah, it's a, we're we're very passionate on this channel. Uh, we're going to be continuously. <laughs> yeah, about many many things. Many subjects. So, many subjects. So, um, yes, I agree with you. Avatar was super overhyped. Actually, I believe it's still the number one yeah. box office movie right now. But Like in the world, right? Yeah, in the world, which is unfortunate. It's like but, the highest grossing film of all time. Mm-hmm. Actually, when you think about it, which I don't remember what the exact, exact statistic was, but um, 2015, Star Wars Force Awakens actually Force Awakens. beat Avatar. Uh, the Avatar in um, in the weekend box office. So, do you know that Avengers Endgame is actually the number one highest grossing box office film of all time? It beat Avatar? It beat Avatar. Finally! <laughs> it's Endgame, okay Endgame, Avatar, Titanic, and then Force Awakens. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, let me see. I like looking stuff up. <laughs> Me too. Uh, fact checking. Fact checking. <laughs> so what is what is your answer? Uh, okay, this one. Oh, let me think. <laughs> it's Christmas time, everybody. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Chrysler. Happy Chrysler. Merry Christmas. <laughs> um okay. hey. well Squidward I'm gonna Squidward's I'm up. gonna splice that in dude. I'm gonna add that in. <laughs> do it. Wait, do the Oh And then Squidward is just like That's it. I'm insane. Yeah, he's like, he's like that's it. I'm insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, okay, so my movie, I this one is just because I can't think of anything right now. Okay. But the one movie that I did see and immediately did not enjoy, unfortunately, was The Ninja Turtles, directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> okay. That is a picky, that is a touchy subject for me. <laughs> I know it was. <laughs> um, I'm a huge Ninja Turtle fan. Uh, 
Right. <laughs> and like, do you ever have those movies that you like only because you feel like you have to? Yep. <laughs> That's how I feel with that movie. Cause I have, I love the nineties one so much. Uh, yeah. the, the Jim Henson puppets and everything. Yep. Uh, that is such a phenomenal movie. Um, it's so good and it's, it's so funny. And, uh, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like, I feel like that movie is only hated on, or the, the remake is only really hated on because it's Michael Bay at the helm. Um, yeah. Um, honestly, like, I feel like, uh, it has the heart, you know, yeah. like, yeah, I, I it has, agree. it has the heart. Uh, it did feel a little sellout ish. You know, with like Megan Fox, and it was Michael Bay, and everything. Yeah, but that—that's the one part for me that I was like, um. But the the one part that really got me was just how incredibly different they made the Ninja Turtles because they were like, they they were they were more bulk than Ninja, in my opinion. And it's oh like, yeah, like was, the design is pretty awful. <laughs> I I yeah. I'm one who doesn't like to admit that. I don't like to say, <laughs> oh yeah, the design was horrible. But yeah, they they do look like uh monsters rather than turtles like, exactly like my boy donnie my my favorite ninja turtle ever donatello and he was just thrown under as a total nerd and but he was beefed like he was jacked like yeah and it's but they like, also I are mutants it. they are they mutants. are mutants you're right but at the same time i think that that the whole story was created around teenage mutant ninja turtles so it's like i feel like that the ninja part only came because they had huge muscles and could like swing a sword and it's like i felt you yeah. know what i mean like if it was more like the originals where it was like oh we're ninjas like we can't take on everybody at once because we're just yeah. ninjas not yeah not, they're very like in the movie in the originals they're very like uh if you go outside dude you're in trouble <laughs> yeah and the other ones are like why would I care? I could just blow up the building with my katana. And it's like, no. But I mean, they kind of focus <laughs> on the Michael second, Bay. directed by Michael Bay. They kind of focus on that in the, in the second one, in the sequel. And uh, you know what? I, I like the sequel. Out of the Shadows. Yeah, because they focus on the Ninja Turtles more. Mm-hmm. I, lo- I like the sequel. But I also feel like um, the movie really did capture the personalities of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. It's just something, it's like one of those things, it's like, I love the Ninja Turtles so much, I think that they did good enough for me to still enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially with the second one, it really re-resurrected my love. Out of the Shadows really was was pretty good, mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. So. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. that's mine. <laughs> yeah, uh, would you say that's popular, though? I would say that's popular. <laughs> Because like it, it got a lot of hate, though. Okay, okay, okay. But... Are you saying, like, yeah. box office-wise? Okay, box office-wise, but at the same time, I remember explicitly seeing a, a commercial and a preview for that movie every single day before it came out. Like, there was Yeah, so but good marketing doesn't that mean that it's popular. Okay, it was popular because everybody knew about it. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking more like just movies that... Pe- like, I think... When I think of popular, I think of like, um, like if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, right? There's two yeah. sides. There's the critic ratings and there's the like just normal people ratings. Yeah. If it has good rate, decent ratings, like at least over a fifty. Yeah. You know that means that it's, it's not a horrible movie, but. Uh, well, I mean, Last Jedi had fifty. We're not gonna go there. <laughs> well, I mean, like popular. It's popular. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I just feel like just because it's popular, uh, box office wise, er, crap, marketing wise. Yeah, marketing wise doesn't mean that everybody loves it. You know. Yeah. Okay. But I, I get it. I get it. That, that's a decent movie. I feel. I, or that's a decent uh, answer because I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it was popular enough to get a sequel, right? Yeah, that's true. And and also, like, I was talking from, like, perspectives of, like, um, like you, when you and I, when it was coming out, you're like, I'm so excited for this movie. And we went to go see yeah. it. We, like, hyped it up, and it was super good. And then, um, to me, that's popular because, like, if, if we took an interest in it or if, like, I individually or you individually, I consider mm-hmm. that popular because my circle around me was like, this movie could be Liked really it enough, good. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's a good, that's a good answer. Yeah. Really so I was answer. coming from that respect, but I definitely see the marketing side. Marketing doesn't yeah. make a good movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't at all, at all. But it also dist- it could also uh, make a really good movie bad. Yeah, it could do the opposite <laughs> of that. So, mm-hmm. all right, dude, my computer is about to die, and I don't have oh, an outlet near me. Okay, well then, uh, this was an amazing time. Thank you for yes. having me on our show. <laughs> this is such a good first episode, dude. I'm so proud of, of how far we've gotten. Oh, so we grow so fast. Just be watch, be looking out for us on Apple Music and Spotify. And every other outlet you can find. Probably a Coca-Cola machine plays our stuff A now. Coca-Cola yeah. machine? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so, like, on those Coca-Cola machines, the touchscreen ones? Mm-hmm. When, like, right next to Dr. Pepper, it'll say, uh, spoilers, welcome podcast, right there. Yeah. So. You just click on it, and then as you're pouring your drink, it will play our stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It, just, it takes 40 minutes to get one cup, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it's like, just trickles. <laughs> just trickles for 40 minutes, and it's for totally minutes by the time you drink it, but it's worth it. <laughs> yeah. The spiciness is gone. Well, that's what you get for enjoying a high-quality podcast. <laughs> the spice was in the podcast. Yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> Why need the actual spice when you have the spice of us? <laughs> I agree. Nice. Um, but as soon as I get this thing edited and on the road, uh, it's going on YouTube. Certainly. I can't wait hey. to get... What? Oh, oh c- go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, I can't wait to get a full-on like bag to carry my stuff around so I can literally go anywhere in the world and have this show it's like that's what i'm most excited about is just being able Podcasts to go anywhere everywhere talk about it at any time i'm so excited yep <laughs> yep heck yeah dude um i would say uh this this should be our sign out and there's something that i have to talk to you about after our sign out all right okay you'll have to wait audience until next time <laughs> until next time this was a great first show i uh am super excited about uh the upcoming shows that we have um Lots to do, I'm just, lots to do. I'm just excited to talk and uh, discuss movies. Mm-hmm. Me and, too, uh, me too. some pretty important ones uh, in the near future. So, Agreed. 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 <laughs> I'm repeating most, everything for emphasis, for emphasis. Most definitely. Yes, yes. <laughs> All right. I'm Denton. And I'm Adam. And this was Spoilers, Spoilers Welcome. Welcome. Heck yeah. All right, you have a good day, morning, or night, uh, audience. audience. Peace. Later.